this might be like a 20 minute podcast check 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 one two okay cool cool in three two one dun 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 oh i'm sorry what song was that what song was that isn't it your song it's close it's What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 33 of The Fiends Podcast. I am your host, Larry, and I am joined, as always, by my longtime best friend of over 20 years. He is the Corey Taylor of the local music scene. Everybody, give it up for my co-host, Nick. I'm not. I'm not. What the fuck is up, motherfuckers? (laughs) Yeah, okay. I got nothing for that. <laughs> How y'all feeling tonight, motherfuckers? <laughs> How the fuck are you feeling today, people? <laughs> are you feeling pretty good? Oh man, he's cool. Why am I doing the impressions? You're supposed to. Do I, I can't. Not not for that guy. No. I'm, I'm not the Corey. Okay, dealer. I'll do another one. I'm not the Corey dealer. All right, we'll do another one. And I am joined by my longtime best friend of over 20 years. He is the David Draymond of the local music scene. Everybody, give it up. From my co-host, Nick. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. What the fuck? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, never. Oh, yama, nama. Oh, yama, nama, na. Oh, yama, nama, nama, na. Yama, nama, na. Yama, nama, nama, yama, nama. Yama, nama, yama, nama, na. Yama, nama, nama, yama, nama, na. Yama, This newest song that we've written is about just the synchronicities of just the human complexities of just human nature and how that manifests into everyday life. That's actually really good. And the song goes like this. Ow! 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 <laughs> Thank you. Really into that, bro. <laughs> like, really into that. Like, what the look we, up, look we, up any. We really any like Disturbed yeah. in this podcast. <laughs> he, he always says something very, something uh, very like, intellectual. Like, he's intellectual, like, like, at home. Like, he had like the he's reading some kind of Shakespeare, <laughs> Shakespearean theater. But the song is literally just making, like, animal noises. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Let's go. Well, here we go again. Get up. A little something for your ear If this is your first time listening to the podcast, we are one half of the South Texas metal band Fiends. If you want to check out our music, we have two EPs out, Nervous Wreck and Witch House, and you can find those on all major streaming platforms. Just a reminder where you can find us on social media, facebook.com slash the Fiends podcast. Instagram is at the Fiends podcast. And make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Fiends TX. You can find the video version of this podcast posted there every other week, or you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy podcasts. The 18th is our one-year anniversary of doing this podcast. Wow. Yeah. Do you have any like quick thoughts or opinions on just doing this for a whole year? Um, very quickly. It's been really fun. Got a chance to like talk to a bunch of people. Our probably our two most frequent guests are here, so fuck yeah. And we'll, we'll get to them in, in just a few moments. But um, yeah, I mean, did you ever imagine that we would be doing, still be doing this a year later? Dude, I didn't know what to think at that time because COVID was fucking 
like at a really bad peak. So I was like, I didn't know what to think, where I would be or what. So I'm happy to still be here and fucking, you know, living for the city. <laughs> I'm just an island boy. I'm just boy. an island boy. I'm an island boy. And it's going to the same. I'm going to go and I'm just island. Dude, I don't know why I find that so funny. Because I'm an island boy. And I've been trying to make. Oh, I'm an island boy. Yeah, we just want to thank everybody for checking this out. And we're just going to keep things simple. We're just going to be at, at the core of this podcast is just you know guys talking about music that's really out, what it chilling. is yep. and you know speaking of music uh this underground little band called slipknot they recently released uh new music they're really underground yeah this this band they released a uh new single a couple of weeks ago it's called the chapel town rag uh you heard it i heard it what'd you think of it um i love it well i mean let me rephrase I love like the heaviness of it. it. It sounds like something that probably could have come off Iowa. The only thing I'm not feeling is the chorus. Um, I feel like I almost just want to like pay Corey Taylor money to just like not have feel like he has to sing a chorus and just fucking scream the whole song. Cause like, but that's about it. Other than that, I fucking love like the ferocity of it and everything. I think you had told me like it was one of the weaker Corey Taylor like singy choruses. Yeah, I think so. Like, I think he should have just fucking screamed something in the chorus or something, you know. Um, you know, because even like an all-out life, he doesn't really sing in the chorus. He kind of just like screamed. Like he should have gone that route. But I'm not going to tell Corey Taylor how to do his job, though. Because, you know, who am I compared to Corey Taylor? <laughs> but you will tell David Draymond. But I will tell David Draymond <laughs> that he should just fucking play Stupefy for an hour straight. All I wanted was just one. Fuck! I give it up to Slipknot for just being committed to, like, bringing the heaviness. Especially at this point. Because they don't have to. Yeah. You know, they're still doing the, the you know, the fast double bass. They they're still doing the blast beats. part two. Yeah, they, they easily could be doing that, but instead they're still writing heavy parts. So that actually got us thinking, like, what are some of the best, you know, modern Slipknot songs? And we're talking about, like, last four records, like, pretty much everything after Iowa. Like, what are the best um, newer Slipknot songs? So I say we get into that in our newest segment. It's called The Fiend's Top Five. So we're back here with the team. The, <laughs> all, right, me, all right, so we're here for the team. The, <laughs> why am I getting my fucking T's and my it, F's mixed up? All right, fuck it. I'm not going right. to do it. Go ahead. Just, tuck it, just, bro. Just, just, just <laughs> tuck it. Tuck it. <laughs> the teens. The teens. <laughs> Rock fools. What the tuck? The teens. Fop five. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Okay, I would try to. I try to help you, but I can't do it. I got this. Okay, okay. All right. So, Fiend's top five best Slipknot songs post Iowa, and uh, we actually had a lot of fun uh, compiling this list. I have a list of five. Nick has a list of five. I think we're gonna do an honorable mention, right? We're gonna do the honorable mention first, or at the end? 
Uh, first, we'll do the honor okay. mention, and and again, you know, as you heard uh, on our last podcast, the the Halloween episode, uh, I feel like these are not in any particular order. At least I didn't put them in. Uh, any I try order. to put them in an order. The mine are kind of in order. Okay, yeah. okay, so more or less they're in order. But um, so I went the extra mile. You didn't. Uh, I'm an underachiever. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so I'll go ahead and take this first, and then I'll pass it on to Nick, and then at the end. You can let us know what you think of our list. My honorable mention is from the last Slipknot record, uh, We Are Not Your Kind. Uh, the song is called Birth of the Cool. I'm just a they, they do a really good job at bringing the heaviness but also having those catchy choruses and they're not overdone like maybe like the more rock courses on like um you know volume three you know the more stone sour type courses mm-hmm. and that's what i really appreciate about that album is that you can do both and and appease you know old school fans like nick and i and also new school fans my number five is a song called wherein lies continue that's it's, a good song it's a good song and it's a it's a very simple song it's got you know you know just some simple charts had to go back and listen to all hope is gone and that's an album i never listened to i know it's got you know uh some of the more popular songs like psychosocial and i think snuff is on there and those are big and dead memories and Sulphur. dead memories and those are those are big hits for them um that album is actually interesting too because you know for nick and i when volume three came out we have a weird relationship with slipknot <laughs> uh because when volume three came out like i think there was like initial excitement for that album because you know slipknot they're they're you know coming back fuck yeah um but it also wasn't what we wanted like like it's cool to have new slipknot songs but this is not the slipknot i remember this is not <laughs> this is not your 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 this is not your granddaddy Slipknot. This is not the Slipknot that wrote People Equal Shit. Definitely not. You know, so Volume 3 has a lot of those kind of more uh, rock-oriented songs. And when they did the fourth album, like, they brought the heavy. Like, you go back and listen to the album and, like, there's blast beats. There's, you know, just heavy-ass riffs that could have been on, like, you know, could have been, like, on Iowa or the first album. Uh, the problem with that album, uh, the fourth album, is that like nothing really sticks out. Nothing's really memorable aside from like you know. Do you like snuff, bro? Fuck you, bro. <laughs> Do you like snuff? No, fuck no. <laughs> uh, moving on to my number four uh, is also from We Are Not Your Kind. The song is called Nero Forte. Watch that! Let's watch Autobots. Did that end? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll fucking jerk off right now, dude. Please don't. All right. Do everybody it. watch. Everybody watch. <laughs> don't encourage him, though. <laughs> He'll do it. No, but it's a good song. It's, it's a, good. a good song. Uh, <clears throat> same thing. They're able to to have a happy medium <clears throat> between heavy and catchy. Mm-hmm. Uh, great video. That's That song is still in their set, you know? Yeah. It's, it's a good song. Number three, 
uh, is not on We Are Not Your Kind, but it's the song that was the precursor to that album. It's called All Out Life. I really like the riffs. I, I think the the riffs are, you know, and and I'll break that up because Nick does not like the main riff, the the like thrashy, you know. It, 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 it sounds kind of funny to me, like 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 the first time I heard that, I was like. It, it just made me laugh, you know. I was like, "What's up?" It sucks when he does that. It makes me laugh, and I don't take it seriously. But I, that thought never crossed my mind. Um, uh, wrestling fans know this song because it was like the theme song for NXT for like a couple years. Um, it's just, it's just a fun, heavy song. My number two, uh, again from "We Are Not Your Kind," you'll, you're going to see a, a pattern in my list. Uh, the song is called "Unsainted." Track number two, I think this is the catchiest song Slipknot has made since, you know, maybe the first two albums, or I guess maybe even the third album. Uh, just super catchy. Not even like super heavy either, just a catchy song. Rounding out my list is uh, taken from uh, the album before that, The Grey Chapter. The song is called Custer. I like this song because it's 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 very much one of those Slipknot anthem songs. This feels like you know it, it picks up right after like a song like Surfacing. Like this song could have been on self-titled. It could have been maybe could have been like a, a B-sides of Iowa. Yeah, I got to give it up to him for still being able to write you know heavy songs like that. And uh, I will pass it off on to you, my friend. I'll be much faster in mine. All right. Well, only no, only because you like you no know, because like you kind of. You clarified everything so well that I don't think I need to really need to. You and I share the same sentiments about these albums. Take it away. But uh, my honorable mention, I'm actually going to go through All Hope Is Gone. It's going to be like the first track on the album, uh, Gematria. That song has like, some Slayer type riffs. It's really fucking thrashy, really heavy. I really like that s- song. And in fact, I went back and listened to that album in full because I hadn't listened to it in, like in years because I just I didn't feel it the first time I listened to it. That that album has some really heavy shit on it. So um, there's a lot of good tracks on that album. So I'll, I'll give props to there. Um, interesting. Your number one is actually my number five, Custer. Uh, I think that's a good fucking track. Um, I, I do love the chorus. I love the just fucking just the, the aggression in that song. It does remind me a little bit of old school Slipknot. So I'm glad that they still kind of you know hold true to that in their songs. My number four is actually one of my f- favorite songs off the latest album, "We Are Not Your Kind." That's going to be "Birth of the Cruel," which is also on your list. That's that's a good good fucking track. Um, number three. So I had to go back and listen to Volume 3 a little bit. And, you know, I hate the fucking vocal recordings on that album. Like, I just think, and I think even Corey Taylor has mentioned that he doesn't like the way his vocals sound. He wishes that he had recorded in a lower pitch, I think. Yeah. And so, but even then, like, there's a really good track off that album that I still actually really enjoy. And that's 3 Nail. <laughs> Uh, 
Um, I think that's a good fucking track. It's super heavy, has a lot of thrashy riffs. Kind of reminds me a little bit of some of the Florida death metal scene at parts. So uh, I think Mick Thompson and Jim Root really shine on those riffs in some of those parts. And number two is uh, off their latest album, We Are Not Your Kind, and that's going to be Unsainted. <laughs> a good chorus overall good track you have nothing you know bad to say against that my number one this is a song that got me really excited about slipknot again um and this is off the gray chapter and that is the negative one I love that track. One of my fucking favorite Slipknot tracks. And it was actually one of their later releases. So um, I actually had a lot of fun going back and listening to some of these Slipknot albums that I really don't listen to very often because I, I did find a lot of things that I liked about, you know, Volume 3, All Hope is Gone, and The Great Chapter. I still hate Snuff. I still hate Vermilion Part 2. I still hate all the fucking, you know, I still hate Duality and Psychosocial. But everything else is pretty good. All right, so that's going to round out The Fiend's top five for this week. Let us know if you agree or disagree with our list, and feel free to chime in with lists of your own. Not you, Marco. <laughs> what about your honorable, honorable mentions? We, we did, we did do them. Did you fuck? You've had too much to drink. <laughs> Get the fuck out. All right, to celebrate our one-year anniversary, we're going to talk to two of our favorite guests on the podcast in just a few moments. But before we get to that, um, for those of you who listen to this podcast, if for whatever reason you're not familiar with our band, now is a good time to get familiar with us because we're going to be releasing some new shit very, very soon. So uh, we're going to go ahead and play uh, one of our older songs. It's off our second EP, Nervous Shrek. Uh, this song is called <laughs> Suicide Dive. Uh I think it, I feel like you know between Nick and I, this is one of our more um, one of our favorite songs uh, and one of the more like um, underrated fiend songs that I feel like doesn't get enough love. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't Even know if I can say that because I'm in the band. <laughs> <laughs> if you ask me, I think all our songs are underrated. <laughs> and on that note, we're gonna go ahead and listen to that track. The song is called "Suicide Dive." And we'll be right back with more of the Fiends podcast.
Celebrating one year of the Fiends podcast, we have two of our favorite guests with us to celebrate. Introducing our first guest, this man needs no introduction. You know him as the drummer of the side of Impact. You know him as the Phantom of the Megaplex. He is the Lunatic Fringe. Everybody give it up for Hector. Thanks, dude. <laughs> oh, man. I was like very <laughs> underwhelmed. I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> and moving on to our second guest, last but not definitely not least. You know him as the basis of the band Eris. He is the world's strongest man. Sexual chocolate. Everybody give it up for Marco. I want to give it all to you. 
Of yeah, all I don't. <laughs> Sexual oh, oh, shit. oh shit, it's Marco. Yes. <laughs> Dude, that, shit. I would have never known. <laughs> For those of you listening, oh, don't know what's going on. <laughs> World's strongest man. Who could it be? We've had our turns with you all individually. Hot. <laughs> but yeah. never. It's all like, four of us. Did together. they do that thing to you? Yeah, dude. <laughs> totally. I, I love it. It's not a menage a trois. They, they, uh... they hit me with that suicide dive. <laughs> do you agree Fiends is underrated? Yes or no? Oh, 100%. Did, did they take you to the witch house? Dude, so, so forever never came, but oh. I did. Oh. <laughs> Come on. Dude, I'm about, to, I'm, I'm about to commit gunside up in oh. here. <laughs> Dude, I need to get some air this right now. Uh, dude, did you hear? Did you watch the news today? We're at war with androids, bro. Dude. Nah, I need to burn this day already, guys. <laughs> dude, I went to Home Depot today, and the guy asked, hey, you want me to drive the nails? Before we get to anything, um, you guys heard the new uh, single, we're about to drop something very very soon and we'll we'll talk more about it in future podcasts but you guys heard the track honest opinion what do you all think of it i think it fucking slams fucking heavy honestly have you ever um i don't know like well you know me basically my whole music entrance is 90s boy bands on rotation and uh this is up there with like 98 degrees like una noche oh, 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 that's probably degrees. the best compliment we've ever received oh, what the fuck? I just want you are to we that. lfo level you guys are five <laughs> that's my favorite boy band of all time five five i don't remember that one they're the one do you ever see smart house on disney channel yeah they're the ones that sing slam dunk the funk Yeah, honestly, five fucking slams. They're Man, British. Dude, one okay. of these days, you know, you, should, you come over to my house, we'll just watch fucking Disney original movies all day. <laughs> I'm down, dude. I was like, is that a compliment? I know, like, but, oh, no, oh, trust oh. me, it is. It is yeah. the yeah. ultimate <laughs> compliment. First of all, oh dude, God. first of all, they're five bad boys with the power to rock you. And that's exactly how I felt when I heard this Fiend song. That's high praise. It was five bad boys Damn. with the power to rock me. <laughs> There's four of us. Fuck. <laughs> Who's the fifth? <laughs> no, yeah, but I was hearing it, so I was the, the fifth power. person. You were. The audience <laughs> yeah, is yeah, the fifth you're person. Right, you're right. We got to break that fourth wall. There you go. See, uh, the only reason I send it to you guys is because I know you guys are, like, for the most part, you guys are positive. So maybe, like... <laughs> you guys are not the best people if I want constructive criticism. No, let, 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 let me jump in here. I know, like, he's, like, the most positive guy in the world, but I know Marco <laughs> would be honest. Yeah, he's an asshole. Yeah. I'll tell you straight up. But no, yeah. it fucking... It, Even Marco it likes it. it. Marco doesn't like anything. I don't. <clears throat> Unless it's pop punk, because that's... That's, that's true. You're, you're yeah. not even metal like, guy. Like, I don't even I'll, like her. I only like real I'll, punk music, like Fall Out Boy. Oh, shit. Does that make you mad? Dude, I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Sugar, we're going down. That's a catchy fucking song. That's my fucking dude. shit, bro. Oh, that's a good bro. fucking song. You can't dude, straight not up. Sing that song. Time out. Listen. So one time I went to a uh, like, like this girl's like four, 14, 15 year old party. We were in, I don't know. Larry and I were ninth grade, and so I went to like a birthday party, and this girl's brother's band played, and they played like Sugar, we're going down the first song, and I was just there like 
you know, doing the impress me bro thing. <laughs> and in, head, in, my, in, in my head, I'm like, this song You're is like, fucking good. Fuck. <laughs> I'm like, I don't care what anybody says. This fucking song is pretty fucking good. How do you not sing that song? <laughs> They're like, yeah, that, that guy in the Acacia Strain shirt. I really yeah, like it, man. Dude, this, this <laughs> was that guy in corpse paint wearing, wearing the Deicide shirt really likes this song. Yo, uh... <laughs> Hey Nick, uh, was it was it more than you bargained for? Wow! <laughs> yeah, are, are they losing? I you, was Marco? just dying to tell you, bro. <laughs> oh my! Are they God. losing you, dude? It's a good uh, we're fucking going track, down. dude. It okay, made, okay, dude, for it all made, the, it made me want to dance, dance for for. <laughs> For all the listeners, go and watch that video. Look at the guitarist going fucking off in that oh, video. Yeah. Dude. Insane, dude. He, he does not fit in with the rest of that band, dude. <laughs> but your new song is fucking heavy. Yeah, yeah, oh, bring it back. Just heavy. bring, bring back. it back to us. It is extremely fucking heavy. <laughs> okay, you know what? That's all I needed to know. So if you're not convinced by uh, <laughs> boy band references and, uh, and Fallout fall fall Boy... boy. Yeah, like that's a good way to compare it. Um, yeah, so we'll we'll definitely be uh, talking about that in the future, but it is coming very soon. I'll start with Marco because your band recently played an out of town show in Corpus. How did that go? It was all right. <laughs> all right, moving on. Say, moving on. Say no go. more. Okay. All right, moving on. Hector, uh, <laughs> what's been going on? What have you been up to when you're not putting your coworkers in the walls of Jericho? I'm putting fucking passengers in the walls of Jericho. <laughs> oh, or in first class. In first, first class. <laughs> It, it, it's all, it all depends, dude. How do you want to look at it? So I, I, I heard through the, through the grapevine. <laughs> I love the grapevine. Oh, well, I'll have to look up. That's a good track. That's a good track. I heard through the grapevine that um, you recently had another encounter with a very famous professional wrestler. Yeah. His not his name rhymes with way back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, we go way back with this with a guy that you saw. I think we should hear more about it in another installment of Tales from the Airport. Fly me to the moon and let me play among the stars. You ever been in a cockpit before? So I don't know what it is, but like wrestlers always use the same kiosk. It's like it's fucking they're like gravitate towards it right and it's always the kiosk right to like they never want me to help them they just want to help themselves and i'm like fuck no <laughs> i'm helping I'm you gonna help you you motherfucker <laughs> hey look at me dude i'm fucking talking to you bro so of course i see this guy right and of course this guy is fucking jacked so i do my usual this guy might be a wrestler right i'll do like my double take like oh shit who's so this you guy? saw him from afar you saw this real jacked up bald, bald guy. guy who did you think it was <laughs> oh like i said like i don't know who it was like but every time Beat i him. see someone who's super jacked I'm like i gotta make sure this guy's like not a wrestler you know what i mean so i saw him checking in right and then i see his face and i was like this motherfucker looks like right back and i was like but why the fuck would Ryback be here like who would bring right back down? <laughs> like, that was like, you know, not to be mean, but I was like, in my head, I was like, dude, like, you know, 
So, of course, he's checking in, and then I get closer, and I'm like, this is motherfucking right back. Like, straight up, this is right back. So, of course, I, I, you know, I jump over the fucking little scale, and I'm like, sir, I just want you to know that I'm a huge fan. <laughs> like, not even joking, he was wearing, like, this, like, um, it was like a track suit that had feed me more <laughs> on the leg. No way. I yes! swear to God. I swear to God. And I was like, what else would he and, be worried? And, and I was like, I was like, this is fucking coolest dude in the whole world. <laughs> so then, like, I'm like, I'm like, do you want to deal with this fucking with this ancient fucking technology, bro? I'll help you out over here. So I help him. I'm like, I'm just checking him in, you know, telling him, like, oh, dude, like, what are you doing here? You know, oh, I had a signing. Would you sign this autograph for me? It's for my son, Billy. Name's Billy. Stupid man. Just kidding, man. Of course I'll sign it for you. Thank you. I haven't put his name on it for you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Favorite from the big guy. Thank you. <laughs> so like, you know what, dude? I'm put you in fucking first class. So he was like, after that, dude, super nice guy. But I still didn't want to take a picture. Cause like Did he you say that? You, no, I told him I didn't want to take a picture. Oh, okay. Cause like you never want to be that guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's weird. Hector. Cause like you're always that guy. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking to? Yeah, you do. So like he's like, you want to take a picture? With the big guy? <laughs> do the laugh. Do the laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, fuck, dude. I don't want to like ask this guy, hey, like, is it cool if I take your picture? Like, you know, it's, it's fucking weird. Yeah. Man, you know what I mean? Especially you're there at work. There's people behind him. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I was like, nah, fuck it. So, you know, super cool guy. I go to the gate. And he's walking down the jet bridge. Of course, first class. So they board first, right? You're welcome. If you're out there, right back. Just want you to know. <laughs> so he walks down, and my my ramp supervisor is like a really big wrestling fan too. He's like, "Fuck it, dude, I'm gonna ask for a picture." So I'm already like, "I'm like, dude, fuck, I don't know." Like this guy looks like he would say no, dude. And fuck on your like, behalf or for him? No, just for him. That's fucked up. He, he doesn't even know right back. <laughs> no, he's a huge wrestling fan. Okay, cool. That's why he was like, "No, nah, dude, fuck it, I'm gonna do it." Okay. So he goes, and he's like, "You know, <laughs> Mister." <laughs> so he goes up, Mister Back, Mister Right Back. <laughs> Mr. Beck. Oh, um, tell him what you uh, discovered about his name. Oh, his fucking name is Ryback. Like, that's his legal fucking name, Ryback. Damn. So I was like, this guy's the coolest fucking dude in the whole world, dude. So, you know, we're walking down the jet bridge, and he's there, and my, my supervisor, he's like, hey, Mr. Ryback. <laughs> like, not even, like, cutting to the chase. Mr. Ryback, is it cool? Oh, we get a picture? So, dude, like, real cool. He's like, oh, of course, man. Get over here. Opens, like fucking wingspan of like fucking 10 feet right <laughs> so like of course i was like oh dude well, let me fucking get in there there's <laughs> plenty of room so get in there dude i've never felt more safe ever <laughs> just nuzzled in his arms so i'm in there of course Rebecca starts with like the fucking like mean face and then he's like smiles and i'm like this guy is just showing me his entire personality right now and yeah, dude, great dude. Yo, it's the big guy, Ryback. Back in November 6th and 7th, I'm going to be in Harlingen, Texas at the Harlingen Convention Center doing pictures and autographs from 12 to 6 p.m. So if you're in the area, come on out and see the largest vegan arms in the world before my return to pro wrestling. Feed me more. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just had to let that out. I don't get to talk much. <laughs> <laughs> Say whatever you want here. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, bro. <laughs> All right, Marco, beat that. <laughs> Pressure's uh, on. So I also work at an, at an airport. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what's so funny is that... I like, met Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like uh, they had uh, booked uh, Ryback to uh, do a signing at the Harlingen Fan Expo, I guess like a week ago. 
It was Harlingen. Yeah, I didn't. I thought it was fucking in my calendar. The bro. the the lineup for that was uh, these comic con honky tonk man. No, these comic con bitches are so like you know I get it you know like they only have a certain amount of money to like bring in certain people but it was like you know like oh um, the voice actor for you know I don't know like some anime and then Ryback professional wrestler Ryback and then uh, the guy who played Cyborg from Justice League. <laughs> Oh fuck! Like legit, like that's oh, a big came? star. Yeah, he was at the Harlingen Fan Expo. When? Like, it was like I don't know. Like, well, as when people wow. are listening, this, it would have been like two weeks ago. Man, dude, like that. I didn't know. You didn't know that. I didn't know what. Yeah, that's like. Where's the promotion? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's why I'm like. That's why like when Hector like tells us that he's seen like oh Kurt Angle is here. I'm like what the fuck Kurt Angle. How do you think I fucking feel when Kurt Angle's in front of me? Olympic gold medalist, Kurt Angle? And I was just like, you holy suck. shit, dude, you're Kurt Angle. <laughs> Did you know you're Kurt yeah. Angle? Kurt Angle. Are you, are you Kurt Angle? Oh, it's true. <laughs> it's damn true. <laughs> I'm Kurt Angle. I won the Olympic with a broken broken Yeah. I won a lot. Well, fuck, I'm freaking dead. I want to go down. I want to rock it with a broke freaking dead. Yeah! So we, we talked earlier about, like, new music from Slipknot. And actually, it's been a pretty big, like, two weeks as far as new mi- music goes. Like, we've had uh, new singles from Slipknot, Corn, uh, Korn, uh Code Orange, Limp Biscuit, just to name a few. So like, it's been pretty busy. Um, you know, going to like the the corn single, like you've heard it. What do you think of that one? Good track. Good. It, it's really good. Corn's put out some solid shit the last few years, man. That's yeah. the thing about corn is that like they have a set formula and they really don't like deviate from like that sound. So like they're pretty consistent and like just putting. <laughs> I feel like we follow the corn formula and it works well for us. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, corn, for existing. We heard the 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 new Code Orange, that's a band that is trying something completely different from what they've been doing. Like, that is more of a Nine Inch Nails, like, industrial-type song. That song goes fucking hard, dude. I don't know why. if if you guys have not seen Nine Inch Nails live, y'all need to go see them. Fuck, dude. I was so jealous of my wife because she's seen them. I saw them twice. Fuck. Fuck you, no, Nick. No, three times. Fuck you, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, Fuck you three, three times. times. <laughs> That's like 27 inches of nails, bro. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Them and Tool, bro, like are top of my list. Yeah, you, you never seen Tool? No. Oh, fuck. No, dude, I've never, seen them like dude. six or seven times. But I hear like it's fuck, like... Fuck, that's a box, bro. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's like Tim the Tool Man Taylor, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the other band that put out new music was uh, actually on Halloween was Limp Biscuit. What'd you think of that one? I was kind of disappointed. Um, they put out their uh, Limp Biscuit Still Sucks album, which is a great title. A good, tr- it's a good title, but I feel like there's like only maybe like three or four tracks worth listening to, and the rest are just kind of like 
I have a theory. Can I go? Explore? Yeah, please. I have a theory that Limp Bizkit is trolling us, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like these guys just like they put out some like some some cool tracks with some like fucking filler, stupid tracks, and they're just gonna drop a banger on us, like you know, a few months from now. You know, and that's because I've seen like kind of like positive reception to that album, and it was kind of very strange. I think we're at the point where like uh, nostalgia has like circled back around so people who used to make fun of Limpus you're like nah Limpus it's actually pretty cool wait a goddamn minute you telling me that you listen to that shit I mean not really I mean not now but back when I was a kid hmm. we've been waiting on an album for like 10 years so like you just assume that there's gonna be some like Limp Biscuit bangers on there like give me those heavy riffs like they put out uh they put out dad vibes as the single check out your dad with the swag on the floor mama gonna brag when I walk in the door you ain't never seen a gorilla in the mist walk the line so fine with a blindfold it's a good song but it's it's not like a heavy song so you just like where are the fucking heavy bangers and you listen to the album and they never come you keep listening and listening like there's it's true there's songs that are like a like a you know like a house of pain song New metal, one hit wonders, back, time to run from the there's a like an acoustic song and there's like a you would like this there's a boy band song fuck yeah the last straight track up the pop song was like straight up like pop boy hey, band did you song. ever hear the song they had with lil wayne yeah that's my shit dude gold cobra when whenever that album came out like there's bangers on that song and then there's a couple you know different songs you know maybe some of the softer songs too but that, that's a good album that album came out probably like if that album came out like in 2021 <clears throat> when people are ready for a new olympus album that album probably would have hit like way harder when that album came out like it kind of went under the radar like people don't really talk about that album it's, it's a good fucking album. Like, I can name, like, fucking... So, Why Try is a good track. Bring It Back. Fucking, of course, Gold Cobra. Um, or Get a Life is good. All the songs on that album are pretty fucking sick. So, it's a good track. It's a good album. Sorry. I, I feel like maybe they were trying to go in a different direction and trying to, you know, just expand their sound. But what do you guys think about, like, when bands change their signature sound? Like, is that difficult, or are you, like, <clears throat> open-minded? So this is so weird, because I, I had a conversation about this today. So, um, so I'm a really big Aiden fan, I think I've been known, and I really like how Will Francis talks about this, because he talks about how, like, musicians are, like, the only type of artists that are kind of in the situation to where, as a band grows, people's love for the band kind of fades. Mm-hmm. Uh, like when you're an actor and you keep making movies, people just assume you become a better actor. You get bigger roles, things like that. Yep. When you're like an artist, you know, and you have paintings and you start doing other things, same things, people are more welcoming. It's like, oh, you know, this is a newer, this is another phase you're going. When you're like in a, in a band and any, or just any type of artist, you know, you put out a new song, it's always going to be like, oh, well, you know, this wasn't as good as their first album yeah. or this isn't, you know, this isn't whatever this song was. And it's true because that's so weird. Like, yeah, it's like I've, I always had the thought in my head too. Like, it's weird to be like a good band and then a band that people just know you for a sound. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's a bunch of bands that put out good albums that people don't like because it doesn't sound like what you think of when you think of that band. Like, My Ticket Home. My Ticket Home's first album was like Super Rise Records. And then when they released Strangers Only, which I think is a fucking great album, 
everyone was like, what is this? Like, this, there's no clean singing. Thank you again sound. for like exposing us to them. Yeah, like yeah. It, it's so it's so weird that like you know a band could put out a way better album, but the reception to it will be so like overly critical because it doesn't sound like them. Yep. And I, I think that's fucking crazy. I, I agree. Yeah, it's tough, man. Uh, yep. Bring me the horizons. A very good fucking. Uh, yeah, that's a good dude. point. Like, yeah. They're constantly like crazy, dude. And then changing their sound. Yeah, dude. They go into fucking radio friendly type of shit, and yeah. that's the way it goes, dude. You you know, and like you know, Simba when Simba Eternal came out, like that was like borderline radio friendly, and still like kind of catered to their fans. Mm-hmm. And that's a great fucking album yep. from start to finish. A good album. You know, and then the one, you know, the album after that, That's the Spirit, was still a pretty good album. You know, like there was a lot of, you know, you had like songs like Throne and Drown on there. Um, but still, like, those were good tracks. I think being a musician, I can understand. I can understand what it's like to want to make music that is different, but also having to be like, fuck, dude, like, what if people don't like this? Because it doesn't sound like you, you, something before, you, you know? I, I feel like when you're in that kind of position, it's got to be one of those things where it's like, um, are we gonna piss off our core fans? But if what we're if what we really want to do deep down and that's gonna satisfy us is gonna potentially get us more, more fans. fans. Yep. That that speaks volumes. You know, we're playing in clubs. What if you know the direction we really want to go? That we you know in our heart we really want to do is gonna put us in arena level. You know, well in my head I'm like that's a no brainer. It's yeah. more money. Your family set. Every fucking I don't give a fuck who you are. Any band wants to play in an arena, dude. Yep. Yeah. You're doing what you love. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Like don't don't fucking tell me you don't want to play in an arena. Like, okay, if you're cool at playing VFW halls the rest of your life, then go ahead. Yeah. But I mean I'm sure like most bands wouldn't be like I at least ex- like know what it's like to play fucking packed arenas. Yeah. People want to know what it's like to fucking play in front of a you know, open up for a Vin Sevenfold. <laughs> I- I think you also get to the point where you just get older and you have more life experience and then you're just not the same person you were when you wrote those early songs. Like, you know, we're not, you know, you're not as angry as you used to be. You have less things that you're pissed off about. And so you want to try, you know, newer things, but at the cost of like, you know, losing fans, you know, it's hard. It's hard, especially when you love a band so much. Like you romanticize these like eras, yeah. Of like, oh, I love this specific sound, and I only want this sound. But like, you know that like they can't be that forever. Yeah. Unless you're Meshuga. Fuck yeah. You can be that forever. Yeah. And, and I'll For twenty years. I'll keep fucking buying every scene. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be like. But Sugar is the best fucking you know what's metal band, band of all time. I would say Bleeding Through as well, dude. Oh, dude, I yeah. I feel like they kept with their formula, and it was just fucking like dude, heavy I, as you, fuck. Dude, you cannot, like, I, I am, like, one of the biggest Bleeding Through fans, and so I fucking worship the ground they walk on. Like, I, I will support that band till the fucking day I die. Yeah. And I, they, they, do they, like, they could shit in a fucking bucket and, <laughs> and, and, and record it. I would buy and it. And I'd be like... Fuck yeah. Did you guys hear this new bleeding through? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like, like shit. Like yeah, shitty, it sounds like right? It sounds like shitting through, but it's fucking good, bro. <laughs> Check it out.
So I recently went to uh, Notfest in Houston. Uh, compliments of Nick. So shout out oh, to Nick. Dang. A lot of great bands on that lineup. Uh, Code Orange, Fever, 333, uh, Killswitch Engage, uh, Slipknot. But t- to kind of tie everything back in, my favorite Killswitch Engage is with Howard Jones, right? Yeah. So, I mean, they're, uh, Jesse Leach has been in the band at this point for the last, like, I don't know, like five years. Mm-hmm. Quite some time now. My point being, like, they have a bunch of new songs that I had never even heard. I know that get played on the radio, and I'll never go listen to. But when I saw them live, I was like, these songs are pretty good. And Jesse Leach is a great singer. He's, he's you know, he sounds great. His screams sound great. His singing sounds great. Um, and, and he's the original singer. Yeah. <laughs> no. But it's cool. It's like, like he's singing Howard songs, and they sound great. He's singing, uh, you know, his song. He's singing the new songs, and, like... Oh, this is great. I mean, they, oh, I was telling Nick, they, they played, uh, this Firebirds, the CM Punk theme song. Yeah, he he texted me, I was like, oh, fuck. I didn't know that they played that in their set. I didn't know either. Uh, Maybe that's a new thing. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen them. I've seen Killswitch uh, twice, one with Howard and one with Jesse. Oh, okay, this is oh, perfect. Really? Okay, yeah. this is perfect. Wow. This is my yeah, question cool. to to all, all all three of you guys. Do you think Killswitch Engage would have been more successful had Howard Jones stayed in the band? With so hold on, time out. So <laughs> Howard Jones, the the end of heartache wasn't like I I would say the biggest Killswitch song. Everyone fucking knows that song. Everyone. Damn, that's tough, Fuck. dude. That's a tough fucking. That's a tough because. Subject. So, I would say to me, just I guess I'm biased on my end because Jesse started everything. Fucking um, fixation, you know. My last fucking, serenade. My last serenade. Um, the element of one, which is like my all-time favorite Killswitch song. <laughs> of a jesse fan but not to knock on what howard did and the end of heart like i mentioned is the big i would say the biggest kill switch song that everyone would fucking relate to you know what i mean so you say that but then all of these newer songs that they're playing so many people that are listen to their songs on the radio know those songs but don't know end of heartache the same way that like the slipknot fans know the newer songs but don't know the old schools mm. songs so like like for me, Howard Jones, I prefer him over Jesse Leach, but could Howard do that radio rock friendly sound? Easily. I would say yes, easily yes. But mm-hmm. would it be as successful with yes. him instead of Jesse? Yes. Mm-hmm. I he's a better vocalist than Jesse. He's a better I th- I think Killswitch was going that direction to begin with. Yeah, just, they were already going. And he left that he left the band before they could go that route. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I, I yeah. Uh, yeah. Look, mm-hmm. all I'm gonna say is I even know that Jess Leach was the original singer. <laughs> what? Yeah. Because yeah. I like "Reject Yourself" by Killswitch Engage. The opening dude. This is Absolution. Oh, yeah, dude. That album. Yeah. Oh, dude. I, to be honest Diver. with you, that album. Top. Good. It's a good album. It's it's good the it's album. the album. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. That fucking you're probably album. Probably right. 
I, but I, Jesse's right here with me, bro. I like, only bring that up because, like, I feel like I like Howard because he has more, you know, soul in his voice. But I, Jesse Leach is just made for that just radio fucking five finger death punch. No, kind you of fa- cannot compare him to that. <laughs> no, Don't no, 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 take no, no. it back, no, I'm about- lying. <laughs> the bleeding. Okay, <laughs> take that back. If you like five finger death punch, you're You'll gonna like the new Kill Switching game. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. sorry. No, you can't say that, bro. But like, yeah, it's like, like you hear Jesse Leach. Okay, like, fuck yeah, I'm fucking gonna drive in my pickup truck and listen to Kill Switch Engage. <laughs> but are you gonna be like that with like Howard singing? I don't know, dude. Have you heard this fire burst? <laughs> I'll fucking do that fucking right all now, day, bro. <laughs> You know that song was originally for randy orton i know really yeah, yeah i didn't fucking know that he came out to it like one time it's so funny because like that song is like hype as fuck and he randy orton just walks real slow and the fuck <laughs> 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 yeah, just double bait who did who did his fuck who who is his track who uh, randy orton oh, right now Rev theory. Rev, oh, theory. Rev theory. Oh, that's Rev Theory. Rev Theory. Rev Theory. What does that mean? I don't know. Ask him, bro. <laughs> Get a meeting greet. Dude, pack. don't ask me what the fuck band names mean. Yeah. <laughs> you made up words, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I was in gun sights. <laughs> Marco, you went to a concert recently. You saw yeah. Angels and Airwaves. I'm assuming this is a band that you've been following for a long time. Yeah. So, long time. Uh, I never got to see Blink-182. It's like a... Like, that's my bloodline, bro. Oh, I That is it, it, bro. Mark Hoppus, one of my main influences on bass. So... Um, is he in remission? I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I read he is, Okay, he is, good. Yeah. He is, Thank bro. God. Okay. He is. Shout out. Yo, fuck cancer, bro. For real. <laughs> real talk. Dude, dude I was fucking. Dude, uh, to be honest with you, like, he's right here. Like, one of my main idols, bro. Not going to lie. Uh, when when I found out he had cancer, I was like fucking scared, bro. I was like, fuck. Dude, yeah. What I was, the fuck? I, I, when I found that out, I was like, I was like, fuck. Like, because, I mean, I grew up. I was in elementary school when I got Enemy of the State, dude. Yeah, dude. So I was like, this is like one of the first CDs that my brother and I listened to together. Yeah. And so, yeah. So uh, seeing seeing Tom pretty much was the main thing, bro. Tom was, I mean, responsible for all my dick jokes and (laughs) shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's fucking fucking everything, bro. Like, you know. (laughs) So seeing him, it was like insane. Me and my wife were both like, in shock i was like holy shit like the anxiety before the show waiting in line how the fuck is it gonna go and my thoughts are like i have really bad anxiety so just kind of thinking like oh fuck like uh, i'm gonna fucking pass out or some shit like that you know what i mean but man it was it was uh it was insane to fucking see that like i literally a tear to my eye seeing him because he's one of my idols too uh responsible for like music ideas and all that shit so um very important band in my life But, uh, was that like checking off like 
banned off your bucket list? You know, I kind of everything kind of fell into place there with the whole, you know, personal experience there and shit and landing on, you know, my son's birthday and shit. And it was just everything kind of just fit into oh, place right. and shit. So yeah. I was like, fuck. Did you it cry? Insane. Dude, yeah, I did. I'm not okay. gonna lie. I'm not gonna fucking lie. Bro, I, fucking bro, I shit. cry all the time. You don't worry about it. <laughs> no, yeah. no, yeah. no, not not saying that. You know, I'm. You know, it's, yeah. It was. It was. An, it was like an emotional experience to to go through that and just to see kind of everything there and sharing that experience with my wife and shit. That's it was fucking man. insane, dude. It was really good. I saw Angels and Airwaves on the I Empire tour. Fuck. Um, well, I was. You know, we were still in high school, and my brother was a huge Angels and Airwaves fan. And he really wanted to go, so he asked my dad and I if we wanted to go. And we're like, yeah, you know, you know, I had heard the I Empire album, and I was a fan of it. I was like, this is a good album. But it wasn't until I watched them live that I was like, oh my gosh, this band is fucking amazing. Even my dad was like, this is one of the best shows I've ever been to. And by that point, my dad and I, my dad and I used to be concert buddies. We used to go to like concerts all the fucking time. So I, I fell in love with Angels and Airwaves. Um, I love the I Empire album. I, the whole album is fucking great. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I'm super stoked that you got to go see them. Like, and especially that in that kind of setting. Yeah, dude. they're they're a good fucking band, dude. The one song I wanted to play, they ended up the show, which was Heaven, which is my favorite track. fucking song, good dude. Track, good masterpiece. Dude, isn't it crazy what fucking music does to you? Yeah, dude. I like, it's insane. fucking insane. It just, like, blows my mind when people are like, like, oh, I listen to whatever's on the radio. It's like, that's like somebody who doesn't, like, pay attention to music. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Honestly, like, I don't know if we're biased because we're all, like, musicians, but, like, there's nothing that could hit me the way music hits me. Dude, for nothing, real. For I, nothing I do, in this world. Everything I do, like, outside of, like, my work and shit is based on music. Yeah. I go take a shower, I gotta listen to something. Yeah. I, I go fucking work out, I gotta, gotta listen, listen to something. To something. Yep. I, you know, I gotta go fucking, you know, uh, drive to the grocery store to pick up milk for my kids, I gotta listen to something. You know, like, that's me, dude. Yeah. Yeah. That has defined so much of what I do. I think that's why I had such a I had such a hard time during COVID uh, when it first broke out because like you know I was so used to going to shows every month, and all of a sudden it's taken away from me. I'm like, what the fuck? Like I love going to watch bands live. Yeah. And that that's that's what I like to do. Mm-hmm. You know, give me just a couple of hours to go watch a band I like, and I'm gonna come back and I'll fucking do whatever the fuck you want. See, and it was like different for me because when COVID hit. I got to get into all these bands that I had totally forgotten about because mm-hmm. you can't do anything. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So I remember like being home and like, you know, well, I haven't heard this song in a long time. And then being there and be like, fuck. Like, you can hear a song and you'll remember like where you were the dude. first time you heard it. Dude. Or, yeah. Or, yeah. You know what I mean? It's so weird how like nothing can transcend that connection that you have with music because it can like. Oh, dude. Yeah. You know I, what I, mean? like, I, I can go back in time to like the first time that I heard In Two Men of the Machine by Java or Cowboy. Yeah. yeah. Or I, I go back to the day I bought Colors by Between the Buried and Me Fuck. in high school. And I, I can remember all that shit, dude. Like, it, it's fucking amazing. Yeah. Or, or the first time I ever heard Misery Signals. And so, I mean, like, the, when somebody's like, the, when somebody doesn't have a favorite band, I'm like, I don't know if I can trust you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck are Who you? the fuck are you? <laughs> like, you, you learn a lot about people by the kind of music they like. Mm-hmm. Like even if like somebody like, doesn't like a genre you like, 
but they can tell you everything about that. That tells you like this person's really passionate about this. Yep. Has taken the time to like dive into what that's about. I can respect that. You know what I mean? What's the best fictional made up band of all time? Ooh. Fictional? Yeah, and I'm gonna throw out one. Fuck. The band from Freaky Friday. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the fucking pink slips, bro? Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> That's a it's, great song. No, bro. It's all about the wonders. The, oh, oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> I got good. you. That's the good. wonders. Oh, my boy Spartacus. Yeah. I am Spartacus. Nah, bro. I am Spartacus. <laughs> Fuck. And you do that thing you do. Dude, Vesuvius. Oh! <laughs> Yeah, dude. Yes, yeah. dude. <laughs> Fucking devil's Fuck nursery yeah. rocks. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Oh yeah, that's that bloke from when we were American. We were American. That's Look, fish. It's fish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fish. Fish and chips. Fish and chips. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. That's a good fucking. That's a good movie. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Steel Dragon. Oh, all right. Stand all right. up and shot. Yeah, still dragon wins. Okay, still dragon wins. This is my skull. No, I don't even think I'm coming back. I don't. Yeah, well, that's because I'm not. I'm serious. If I leave now, I'm not coming back. Did you just Shut say that, up, Bradley? I have a question for for Marco Baseman. Last time we talked, you guys were working on that EP. How far along are you to completing that? So with the EP, obviously, we know we got a new singer. And uh, that kind of, you know, kind of postponed things there. But um, we have a new track coming out on Tomorrow? Christmas. No, we have Christmas time. 24th, 25th, around That's there. It's kind of fucked up. Yeah. Why? I mean, there's something else going on on that day. Are you trying to, What's you going trying on to on steal the vibe? He's trying to steal Jesus' thunder. Who? That's like a one. You other is Satanist band? What Bro, the fuck? Are you a Wow, dude, Eros is satanic. <laughs> You guys in a tour of Behemoth or what? <laughs> nah, dude, deicide. De- oh. Fucking <laughs> deicide and heiress. Damn. <laughs> I can't deicide if I like you guys or not. <laughs> dude, if, if Eris was like a satanic band, like I'd be like, what? <laughs> Who broke did, your heart, Satan? No, I'd be like, I didn't I did not see that coming. <laughs> oh man. Oh, I'm very, very drunk right now. <laughs> Thank you. Yo, but real talk, dude, I fucking love Arius. Thank you. Oh, man. yeah, dude. All the Brad plays is still goes fucking I love hard. Arius. I yeah, love the last track was fucking suck, fucking suck. Fucking suck. Fucking suck. Fucking suck. Fucking suck. I'm trying to say it's good. It's fucking good. We talked about this last time with George. Okay. I want you guys to think of a question for each other. That pertains to their band. Something yeah. you've always wanted to know. Before or- we tell everybody that we're going to set up a side of impact, Fiends, Eris show. Yeah. This <laughs> might be hard. Let me <laughs> see. Is there uh, anything about Eris that you... Marco, you know, we've never really hung out a lot, but I've known you for years. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> no. you know and this I is mean? why I've always wanted to do this. I've always wanted... Because, like, we've all know each other and we all, like, We exist. haven't talked to each other. Yeah, we haven't talked to each other, but I feel like we're just kind of know who we are and we're cool with each other yeah which is badass you know i always think you're a cool dude i love everyone in your band um but like i said so like both of us have been in a lot of bands 
throughout our entire career, which is fucking weird because I'm about to be 30. And I've been doing this shit since I was fucking 14. Dude. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> Same. But, like, like, is it weird to think that where you're at now is kind of like where you're at now? <laughs> <laughs> yes. He just blew my you mind. You know what's funny is that uh, after I wore with androids, I thought about quitting yeah. everything. Yeah. I was like, you know what? This is it. You know, my anxiety got the best of me. Depression got the best of me. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm yeah. done. I had my family and I was like, you know what? And uh, George, uh, he was the one that hit me up asking me about forming or asking me about to join. And I was like, fuck it. I was like, you know, one less, one last thing I'll yeah. do. See if it goes. And yeah, dude. And now, you're here. now I'm fucking here. Now never, you're on our podcast. Never thought about, <laughs> never thought about releasing music videos. Never thought about recording like i never thought it would go this far that, that's so that's so interesting because you talk about how you almost just gave it up like completely and you know we all you know see the stuff you you're constantly posting like uh, little bass riffs or guitar riffs like on social media and stuff like that yeah and without us talking about it i can tell that music is just such a big part of your everyday life like that is you so to think that there was even just a, a small point where you were going to just give it up. That That's crazy to me mm-hmm. because when I see you, I think like, oh, this guy, he's a lifer. You know, he's a music <laughs> lifer. Yeah. Like you're always, I imagine you're always going to be doing something in music, like in some capacity, whether it's a band <clears> or just, you know, fucking around with just some riffs yeah. that you recorded. Yeah, man. It was a. Uh... It was crazy. Don't yeah. ever quit to, again. Bro. To to think that it was going to stop, dude. No, yeah, it's weird because I've seen like every phase of like being in a band. You know, like when you're like 15, 16, like, oh, yeah, dude, I'm in a band. And people are like, oh, dude, that's fucking badass. And then you're like 22 <laughs> and you're like, yeah, dude, I'm in a band. I'm like, are you fucking loser? <laughs> <laughs> dude, <laughs> like, fast forward to 30. Yeah, yeah, and then I'm here like 29 and like, oh, I'm in a band. Oh, that's cool. Um, So like. Do you not have a job or something? <laughs> like, you know, like, it's so weird because, like, you know, like, it's just such a transition, you know? And it, I mean, like I said, it happens all the time, you know, whenever, I, whenever like, I would start a new job, it's like, oh, what do you do? Like, oh, I'm in a band. It's like, oh, dude, will you, like, you guys do covers? Or, like, you guys, like, oh, dude, garage, like, the, com- like, the common yeah. question, oh, uh, what do you play? Yeah. Uh, what is it that you do? Yeah. Do you get paid? <laughs> Like, you have to love this to do this. Dude. Yeah, dude. And it's one thing, you know what I mean? That's that's very true. You have to fucking love it. You have to fucking love it. Marco, I want you to think of a question for Hector, but I have a question for Hector before, while you're taking Go for time it. to think. Um, okay, so my question for Hector is that, so since you joined the side of Impact, it's probably been like maybe what, a uh, year and a half yeah, year. at this point? Mm-hmm. Okay. Since you've been in the band, from my, from my knowledge, I don't know that you've played... A live show with them. No, I haven't. Okay, is that? Oh fuck! I think no, you at least played no. like one or two. No. And mind you, you know the circumstances. You know yeah, we yeah. couldn't play shows. But is that frustrating to you, knowing that you haven't been able to play like in a live setting? And is it also like the fact that you guys are putting out singles, that you are making music videos, you are getting the instant feedback from people? Does that make things better? Like, does that make it easier? I mean, even before the side of Impact, I haven't played it. I didn't, dude, it's been like three years since I played a show. Like, I haven't, played, I haven't been on a stage in like maybe three years. 
So yeah, there's always that itch to just like go out there and play a show. But also like, dude, like we've been doing this shit for fucking 14, 15 years. Yeah. Like I don't want to just go out there and play a show to fucking fight people anymore. No, yeah. You know what I mean? I don't don't want to waste my time. Like um, when it comes to the side of impact, I feel like right now we're like in this transition to where everything that we put out now is going to be a completely new set. Mm -hmm. Like it'll probably, like the guys have never played any of these songs that we're going to play live. That's just how it is. So if it's going to take like, like, you know, a couple months to get everything ready so when we go out there it's just the best that all of us have been collectively mm-hmm. then that's no problem for me you know what i mean because i've already waited two years to not do anything so if i go back out there i want my the first show to be like this is worth it yeah yeah dude you know this is everything that we've done and plus like so i guess like what you said like the fact that we're putting out all these music videos does it kind of make it better like yes and no like yes because like you know we are like we know we're still like Making an impact on people, huh? Impact. <laughs> <laughs> like I know we're still making like moves, so people are still know who we are. But at the same time, it's like fuck, dude. Like I don't want to play a show and be like, hey, dude, this band sucks live. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I know it won't happen because everyone in my, everyone that's in the band is a, a crazy musician. UJ is a, an amazing guitar player. He's fucking crazy. UJ, you probably hear this, and I love you. Um, Moises is a great vocalist. He's fucking insane. And I don't have to say that. Everyone knows. Um, Andrew, still sick guitarist. I love him. And hey, dude, Aaron, fucking great bass player. You know what I mean? So, and it's one of those things where, like, when we come together, we just, like, mesh. You know what I mean? Like, because everyone is there for the same purpose. You know, everyone there wants to be as good as we perceive ourselves to be. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think that's the number one battle. Like, whenever we do go out there and we can, you know, Prepackage everything together, that everything just comes together and it's, it's it. Like I don't want to force a show just to play a show. Yeah, I want to make sure that everything is like good to go. And when it's good to go, I want people to be like, "Fuck, you this know? is the band." Yeah, yeah this dude, is it. Yeah, I get it. One last question that I have, I have for you guys, uh, the fiends, dudes. Oh, okay, um, that's us. Humble yeah. not drunk. I want to ask you guys. <laughs> so coming from Burn This Day, oh, yes. God. <laughs> yes. fuck yeah, fuck your question. <laughs> Coming from the Burn This Day to The Fiends. So for Hector, Marco, Let's Nick, go. and myself. I want to ask you guys, how's it been uh, going through the transition? Nick, one, songwriting, lyrics, everything, bro. And then for you over here, Larry Lee Goth. Oh, yeah, what, my, my new name is Larry Lee Goth. You're no longer Larry Lament. Larry Lee Which Goth. reminds me, we need to make Hector uh, a name, a hot topic name. H- Hector hate. No, Hector, Hector Heresy. Hector. Fuck. Hector oh, Heresy. <laughs> yeah, Hector Heresy's good, dude. All right, that's it. That's it. Hector Heresy. If we think of anything better, we'll. Okay, <laughs> okay I ask know, your question. Uh, pretty much for you, Nick, how has it been going through uh, um, your lyric process and how the songwriting has been? And for you, Larry. Uh, how has it been transitioning from Burn the Stay over to you know your? Are you asking me about my transition? Yes, you so you know kind of going with the picture that you had. <laughs> Sorry from your, the from first your, time I transitioned from your fucking uh, eye rolling and you know the transition from Burn the Stay to Fiends was so much easier because I was just being myself. Good answer. Yeah. That's a good answer. Yeah, I, I think it was like we like set aside the extra bullshit we didn't want to do and added the shit we did want to do. And it was so much more fun, and like Larry loved it, and of course was eager to play that kind of style, so it came out naturally, like when he would like do it on the drums and shit. So, um, you know, he and I were always on the same page when it came to like you know us starting Fiends, 
from the ground up. So it it was like it was actually easy. And in fact, as hard as it is to be in a band, I mean, honestly, you can be in a fucking garage band and think it's the greatest thing in the world, but still suck ass. And it can be the easiest fucking thing in the world. But like when you actually like take your shit seriously and you know whatever, um, you know Larry and I are in that realm. We've been that in that in that realm for years now with fiends. But I don't think we want it any other way because we want to put out shit that we're proud of and we're very meticulous about how we do things too. So, and uh, you know, with burn this day, it was like, Oh, let's just put it out. Let's just put it out. Let's just do this. Let's just put it out. Like that doesn't do anything for you. If, if you're putting out shit quality, like why the fuck are you doing it? You know what I mean? Yeah. The cool thing about being in a band with Nick and is that he's always pushing and striving for something better. He's always saying stuff like he's almost never satisfied with whatever we do because he's always like, we haven't written our best song yet. This is good what we're doing now, but I still think that we can do something better. And once people hear, you know, you know, I can't wait to write because I know we can, you know, we haven't like reached our potential. And sometimes that's frustrating because like, oh, I just wrote a badass song. But he's right. We haven't hit our potential. Like, there's so much more that we can do. I'm trying to push these guys because, like, if I, I know that we can do better. And I don't want to just put out, like, you know, mediocre tracks either. Yeah. Especially when, like, bands, like, you know, you, you your bands are putting out fucking killer shit. And then we put out a mediocre track. Well, then it's going to get lost in the shuffle. Like, what the fuck is the point of that? You know what I mean? I'm not trying to compete with you guys either. Because we were all, all three of us are doing totally different things. Yeah. But I want it to be like good enough to where it's like, whenever we do play shows together, all of our fans can appreciate what we're all what doing, we're all doing. Yep. and so more people can come to the shows and you know all that shit. So I'm always th- I'm always thinking big picture, not like short term. Yeah. Kind of like forever. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm thinking like forever, but this time it came. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's true what he's saying that like. Whenever you guys put out something, like it's almost discouraging. Where it's like, man, what are we doing? And I know we we tracked some songs, but it gets to that point. Maybe you guys experience this too, where it's like, is this song even good? Like, it's this song sucks. But that's then, my thought all the time. <laughs> like, oh yeah, this song's gonna suck. <laughs> but but then you, all the fucking time you hear the final product and then it kind of brings things like around it's like oh this song is pretty good like maybe yeah. you know it's not you know it's not about like he said competing with everybody else it's about like okay realizing that like what you guys bring to the table is completely different from what you guys bring to the table and yeah. it's completely different from what we bring to the table and there's just it's just a buffet of all these different things and and people are going to find what they like. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I guess just to to wrap things up, one year of doing this podcast, my question is to Nick, how has your life changed since we started doing this? This has been really fun. It's been a good release. Um, I imagine therapeutic, especially it's, it's since... Very, it's very therapeutic. I, I've been looking... Actually, I've been looking forward to this all fucking week. This week has fucking sucked ass. So, um, driving over here, I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to hang out with my boys and be a good fucking night. So, I'm really glad we did this. And, I mean, even if we stop doing it, 
I think we're still all gonna hang out and oh, have a yeah. good time. So even if we don't record, we'll still fucking just chill and shit. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's dude, there's so many times that I think about just quitting this, and that's only because of if people knew like the amount of work that goes into this, especially uh, just putting these together and editing it, like it's ridiculous. And um, but. Uh, and in saying that, like, I also think there's so many more like stories that need to be told because that's been like one of the cool things is, yes, it's cool to hang out with, you know, my band, Nick and Broly and Chino. That's cool. But it's also cool to get to tell your guys stories because I get so emotionally invested. Like, <laughs> honestly, like is you, you guys, like, honestly, like hearing Marco's story about how he left music and then he came back to it you know almost just on a whim like just like on on a chance and now he's super like committed to it like he's just in it and hearing like uh, hector is just the boyhood dream of like this is all i ever wanted the <laughs> ultimate the fan dream yeah the, the ultimate fanboy like just seeing that like your dreams coming true and like that's amazing to me getting to tell your guy's story i think there's so many other stories that need to be told just from other bands that i see are putting out stuff so i think there's still there's still room for us to continue to do this because like uh, you know just those episodes where it's just our band getting together like that lives forever you know yeah yeah, yeah. like we will always <clears throat> have that like and even that is a story you know us getting to tell like you know like our memories and stuff like that like that that's just a time capsule this whole podcast is just a time capsule i don't know if people appreciate it <laughs> as much as i would like them to i don't know if people realize that that's what this is it's a time capsule of the scene it's a time capsule of the bands and our stories one one thing I'd like to add to both of you guys is uh, one congratulations on the third third episode here, a full year coming together, and uh, another thing is um, inviting us here, man. I, I want to thank you guys again. I know me and Hector were the most <laughs> were the ones mostly on this podcast, but to be honest with you guys, I mean just meeting each other again uh, after COVID, um, coming together, talking about everything. Uh, it's been a real pleasure. Congratulations to both you guys. Thanks, man. To the entire fucking band here. I, right. I actually really enjoy anytime both of you guys are on. In fact, Larry and I have been talking this for like forever about having you both on at the same time because let's face it, you guys are like the most popular guests probably on this fucking <laughs> Get the fuck on, out on of this here. podcast. Maybe but also Hector, it's like I love talking to both of you guys and I always have a great time with both of you all. So um yeah, thank you guys for being on this fucking shit. Honest, honestly, I didn't even care if we recorded tonight. I just want to fucking hang out with you guys. <laughs> I was just like, this week fucking sucked ass. I was like, I want to hang out with fucking Hector and Marco. <laughs> but yeah, Sam, I think it's fucking awesome. Like, yeah, I think Larry said it the best. Like, if you weren't, like, it's weird because I've known Larry and Nick since the beginning of everything. So to come here and talk to talk about it, it's like, People wouldn't understand unless they were there. A lot of people weren't there at the at San Benito. <laughs> a lot of people layer. were not there. You know what I mean? But it's just weird to go back and think about those times, you know, have them saved forever. Like, you know, I remember Nick and Larry when I was fucking 14. You know, and I, we were just a year or two older than you. Yeah. You know, I, re I recorded in fucking Nick's house when I was like 15 years old. You know what I mean? Like, it's weird. <laughs> and like, to think about that, to talk about it now, to... to 
to think that we're talking about it now 15 years later. Uh, one last thing before we go. I hope you don't mind, Nick. Um, I'm not in a rush. We never talk about like any current events or any like serious things because I feel like people don't need to be reminded of all the like bad and negative stuff in the world. Um, but like one of the, one thing that comes to mind is like the stuff the the Travis Scott stuff, Astroworld stuff, and and I only say that just because I feel like there is a giant lack of basic human decency. And you could say that's whether it's, you know, concert promoters, the performance itself, or even just the people that were there. And I'm not even really talking about that. Uh, I think just a lack of empathy for other people. And I know it's we get conditioned to value the self over the community. I just think we all need to kind of be looking out for each other when we can, whether that's in real life or, Mm -hmm. you know, in public or just our friends, family, loved ones like like this we just need to try to just kind of look after each other because this life is not easy it's very difficult things are not always black and white and things can get you know very complicated and you know people are always going through hard shit we all go through stuff so uh you know we just need to do our part not to perpetuate more negativity because there's enough as it is. Dude, fucking take care of each other. Exactly. That's all it is. Take care e- of each other. E-L-E. Everybody love everybody. Everybody love everybody. And Who said that? Jackie Moon. Jackie Moon. <laughs> and on that note, uh, for Hector, Marco, Nick, and myself, this has been one year of the Fiends podcast. We'll see you in two weeks. Fuck oh, yeah. fuck yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. Later. <laughs>